Okay, um, my name is Jim Noak. I'd like to welcome you to the 10th episode of the Knife Journal podcast. I'm here with my partner, Carl Versteg, and uh, let's rock and roll today. I'm pretty up. How about I'm, you? I'm on fire today. There's so much to talk about. It's unbelievable. This is going to be a good episode. That's cool, because you know what? I was. Uh, it, it was kind of funny because I got a suggestion for me to, to pick... Uh, Three of my knives in my in my enormous collection, and uh, no matter what, how old it is or new it is, or and uh, uh, and talk about them. And I thought that was kind of a good suggestion. And then that was our another, buddy Chance, right? Yeah, yeah, that's Chance Sanders Chance suggested that. Yep. Yeah. And uh, and I know we got a lot to talk about with you beating up steel really bad <laughs> or really good, however you want to say it. And uh, you got your forge up and flying and. Oh, and, all kinds uh, of so stuff. So that's pretty exciting. Yeah, lots of stuff to talk about. The first thing I want to do, I'm I'm just gonna go crazy here. I'll just go crazy. I'm just gonna go nuts here. Okay, we have a listener, and he writes us an email, and it just only, so ha- wait, happens. Wait, 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 wait. We only have we have more than one listener. Well, we have a bunch of listeners, but this that's one <laughs> one particular listener who was among hundreds of thousands of contest entrants, right? <laughs> and the contest was if you send us an email and you want it, I will send you a Victorinox Pro Hunter. And hopefully you'll gut a deer and post pictures on our forum. Uh, you look for the knifejournal.com forums. And just just do all kinds of crazy monkey business with it. So this guy, I fed his name into the uh, average Iowa guy master supercomputer, right? It takes an entire bank of computers to process all these people. I put his name in there. We did random number generation. We did all this crap. We did correlations. We did a chai square test. And we came up with this guy's name as the winner. That's pretty awesome. Are you ready? Shoot. So here's a drum roll. The name is Joey Dugas, D-U-G-A-S. <laughs> Lucky Joey Dugas. Yeah, he won it. And uh, here's an Where, email. Where is he from? He's Louisiana. So here's his email. Oh, Hello, my name South is Louis- Joey. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm from South Louisiana from a little town called Bayou Sorel, and I think I've actually driven through there. Um, I've been a knife nut my whole life. My grandpa always said the first thing a man does when he puts on his pants in the morning is to put his knife in his pocket. Uh, Lived by that ever since. I subscribed to your podcast and have been enjoying it. I've only listened to the first five and listening to six now. Is it too late to sign up for the giveaway? If not, please consider me. Well, like I said, the average Iowa guy supercomputer from all of our hundreds of thousands of entrants chose his name out of the pack and We'll have to send him an email and get his address, and I'll get that shipped off right away. To That's me. pretty awesome. Lucky Joey Dugas. Yeah. And uh, let's see. What else? Monkey business. And thank you. And thank you for all you people that, that did enter. That was It was really cool, and it's and, and we like having you on board. Uh, yeah. And, and hope you enjoy this. We'll continue on as long as we're getting... Uh, um, at least at least three to at least two to one positive <laughs> emails. Yeah. I, well, we start going the other way, then I'm not sure that we want to continue to do this. But as long as we keep getting at least two to one positives, uh, we can keep on doing it. But 
Maybe yeah. maybe we should up that a little bit, but well, set our you know, a that's, higher. that's uh, if you if you got two out of three in high school, actually, it'd be a D minus. So actually, actually, currently, I don't think uh, out of all the emails that we've gotten, I don't think we've got one negative. I don't think we've gotten one negative uh, response yet, have we? Uh, if we have, you haven't forwarded it to me. I, I'm and I'm thinking that I ha- I haven't. Huh. Yeah, say let me look at my look at my um my iPad here. I understand you got an iPad. Oh yeah, I did. I broke down finally so I could get knife journal on it. Holy crap, I just got a new we just got an email just now. Just as we're talking, we're I just got one. Oh yeah? Yep, 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 yep. I'm not gonna read it because it's like an acre long, but it's from Knoxville, Tennessee. Oh, we'll give it forward it my way, and I'll uh, I'll take a look at it. We'll talk about it it's, in the next podcast. It's long, but yeah, I'm thinking that we have not um, out of the out of all of the all the emails that we've gotten. I'm we have not gotten anything bad, not one bad remark. So I'm pretty geeked. I think uh, um, I think we're we we might be hitting the right chords, and and maybe it's not always about the knife content that people are commenting about. I mean, I did get a comment about um, the ash, emerald ash board. A oh, guy yeah. Got a, a guy got a, uh, uh, a arborist out and, and was actually able to save his his uh, ash. Oh, good for him. Yeah, that's, yeah. Um, that's Damon. I, never, I, just, I just noticed, uh, hang on, let me forward this. I just noticed that two other ones in my yard uh, are dead now. Oh, yeah? And it and that really just irritates the crap out of me. Um, Damon, Damon Muzzy. Yeah, yeah I, I got that one. Yep. Yeah. Damon Muzzy, uh, and he says it's been three years and he's still fine. Now, where is he at? I wonder. Where does this? Oh, say? he didn't Where say is? it's a it's. Uh, I can look it up by the area code. I don't want to give it away, but. No. But but besides that, I mean, I don't think we've gotten anything any. You know, so I'm pretty pretty geeked about that, and oh, and it's, um, uh, it's northeast Indiana. He's from. Okay, so yeah. yeah, see, all that came up from that way. They say that that came up the Mississippi River, and spread out. So I'm surprised you haven't gotten anything your way yet. No, not yet. I I think it went up uh, probably to get to you went up Lake Michigan because he's he'd be by Gary. Hopefully, he doesn't live in Gary. Um. But, uh, yeah, I think it probably came up the lake from where he lives to you. Yeah. Well, all I know is they say that it gets transported by firewood, and it came o- across by, um, in pallets. Huh. In pallets of crap from somewhere overseas. Yeah. It's terrible. It's it's really annoying because it makes me wonder what the hell they're going to eat after they, can't, they don't have any more ash trees left. Well, and freaking zebra mussels. Have just yeah. completely wrecked. Actually, and you know what? There's another. Michigan. Exactly. There's another um, uh, another mu- uh, muscle called a quagga muscle now too. That's really bad. Um, Is it tasty? I, you know what? I can't bring myself to eating them. Either, yeah. Any of them. I'm sure that if you had to eat them, you probably could. But they're huh. little. They're not big. They're very. Yeah. Small. You just get a. I I uh, have only ever uh, eaten mussels after consuming uh, adult beverages. Yes. And um, if you do it that way, they kind of taste like cashew nuts. Yeah. Small um, ones like pre- that? Yeah, if they're prepared right. Huh. Um, but, Interesting. Uh, 
Yeah, I haven't had zebra mussels, but I've had other mussels, and I thought yeah. they were pretty good. Yeah. They taste yeah. like well, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure that zebras are edible, but and like I said, quaggas are a little bit bigger, mm-hmm. and uh, and they're I think they're just as bad. They move around, and uh, they don't attach to themselves. They attach to or they don't attach to the anything. They attach to themselves. Okay. So that so that the whole bed will move. Oh boy. So it's kind of a uh, kind of a mess. But they they kill off the ones that are underneath them. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Anyway, so um, back to uh, uh, back to knives. Let's try. Let's try to stay relatively close to knives. All right. Tell me about your forge and your what you got going on. You you've been like you like been beating up metal left and right and yeah. And, well, uh, so so probably since the last podcast, I came to the conclusion that um, despite. Uh, having some decent designs for knives, at least I think they're decent, uh, there was never going to be a knife company that was going to be beating down my door to make my designs. So I just went ahead and decided to make them myself. And uh, and I started a knife company, all this stuff, and I'm kind of tooling up right now. Uh, I've been beating on some stuff in my um, garage, much to my uh, neighbor's chagrin. If you see these, you might recognize that blade shape. Oh yeah, yep. So the first the first thing I started pounding out was these uh, gaucho knives because I'm just insane about gaucho knives, and I think um, it was a good way to start uh, because uh, you know you can make them out of 1095. It takes me the first one took me like two hours, and now I'm down to a half an hour, and I think the next one will be even faster. I've got uh, six of them made. And, you know, one of the things that, that um, I don't know if you noticed or not on this one, and maybe when you come up here you'll have to see, but this one has got the guard is, or the, the um, not the guard, but the, uh, um, oh, well, it's, it's. The spine of the knife has bling on it? Well, it had, no, no, right here. Where's my camera? Okay. See this? Yeah, you've got this, a little guard there. Yeah, you've got a little kind brass of, guard. It's forged into the blade. Yeah. No. Well, the the guard isn't, but the the way the the way the back of the knife curves. Yeah. That's, no, no. Right, right here, right here. That looks like that? a guard. Can you see that? Yeah, I see that. That looks like a brass guard to me. No, it's not. It's it's forged steel. It's blade huh. steel. It's forged into the blade steel, and that's the start of the handle. See, see the yeah, tape from the that. handle. Yeah. Well, so so how I was. Yeah, I see that. So there's a so there's a block of there's a block of uh, of metal forged into a square right there, and that's the start of his hidden tang. Yeah. Now see, there's I've seen a or bunch of different tang, stick tanks. Stick yeah. Tang, I'm sorry. I've I've seen a bunch of different designs for that, and um, I'd have to start with a lot thicker block of steel. And the guy that made that probably had an auto hammer, because to go from that thickness to a thin blade, you're gonna beat yourself to death. And so what I've decided to do Haven't you see the size of the arms on those guys? Well, they're not much bigger than my little uh, fly arms here. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Not much. <laughs> but, well, I've, I've, got, uh, I've got decent size. I'm, I've got the 98-pound weakling-sized arms, you know? Exactly, exactly. But, you start swinging that hammer. You swing a hammer like that and make a knife like this with the... And your arms become power hammers. 
Yeah. Well, I'm not at that point yet. So, so what I've decided to do to solve that problem, because I, I do want to have a guard at the front of the handle, mm-hmm. is I'm gonna. I just ordered a bunch of brass, and I'm gonna. I'm gonna uh, make a guard for each knife. And oh, nice. Use silver solder to put it on there, and then I ordered a bunch of wood from Argentina called uh, lignum. Uh, let's see. Lignum vitae. Yeah, and that's the the tree of life basically. And it's yep. it's like a very typical Argentinian wood. So all these ones are going to have. Uh, they're all completely hand forged, no monkey business. And eventually, I'm going to make a video of how I did it once I get a bunch of them made, and uh, once I'm slick enough to put it on video. But um, so that's that's the first one. Um, and then the other one that I'm tooling up to make is just a massive Bowie. It's nine inch freaking. Hard yeah, I saw core. that. I saw that drawing yeah. that you did. It's it's basically I took the Marine Raider Bowie concept. Um, that remember we were talking about yep. that, and then I just I just put my handle on it, you know, and then uh, the guard, the front of the 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 guard. I on the on the Marine Raider it was a double guard, so it went above the handle and below the handle, and it was brass. And uh, I decided to do mine as as an integral part of the tang. And only have it on the bottom part, mm-hmm. and then the the bottom part. Um, there's this knife called the Brute Deforge knife that uh, Lon Humphrey makes. Oh yeah. Where you take that that bottom part of the guard and you you hammer it out so it's nice and flat and smooth, so it's like the front of a trigger. And so that's mm-hmm. that's what I decided to do for the guard. Is so it'll be a full tang knife. The original Marine Bowies were not, and it'll have an intro, integral guard and. I've tried to figure out a way to forge a fuller into it, um, and I just am not at the point where I'm able to do that. Um, you, how you know how you do it? You get a fuller hammer. I've got it. I mean, I've I've tried I've tried a bunch of different methods, and I'm still experiencing or experimenting. I've got fuller hammers. I've got fuller tools for the hardy. I've got a guillotine fuller. So I've tried like ten different ways to do it. The problem is none of them are precise enough to make. Uh, a a knife that is going to have the fit and finish that people would want to buy. Well, and, I think when you I think when you get it when you get it hammered out to where you get it close and you grind out the balance. Yeah. Well, and and I'm that's that's what Lon Humphrey said is he said most of the guys will start it with uh will start the fuller that way and then and then finish it. So I'm experimenting. I may or may not be able to do it. Hopefully, I got the balance right on these so that um, I won't have to put a fuller in and then I can just forget about the whole problem for right now. But anyway, that's, that's what's on my plate. Um, well, that's a pretty big plate. I, you know, about the, the, uh, I was told not to call it a hammer in because it's really not a hammer in, but it's a, um, a blade making seminar. Hmm. No, Bl- a bladesmith seminar that's coming up in, uh, uh, May, the end of May of 2014. And okay. it's going to be uh, in at a place called Camp Daggett. Tim Zawada is uh, is kind of heading up the uh, the tribe to get that done. Okay. Uh, um, for the at least for the first couple of years is what he told me. But then he doesn't want to be in charge of it the whole time. But um, there'll be uh, uh, pretty much um, Michigan knife makers that are going to be doing, uh, it'll be a seminar. And uh-huh. then in, at night there'll be several forges set up so you can beat up some steel and 
and uh, it'll be for various stages of uh, ability. So, yeah, I'll come up so there that. may be some, uh, you know, micro, um, you know, some seminars about micro cracking or, you know, what is actually happening happening when you when you heat treat something and you know what is actually happening to the atoms and and then uh, other things about basically how to get started, you know, yeah, from I'll, I'll from all the way through. through, and uh, it'll be good. It'll be like a I think it's a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and yeah. uh, usually okay. it's uh, when Tim does something like that. They do this. Uh, they do one up in New England in September, mm-hmm. and uh, I think they called it the New England Blade Makers Guild or something like that. Okay, where uh, it's it's a bunch of people that are kind of they're they don't subscribe to any set of rules except for the rule that um, you have to make a good quality knife and you have to be willing to share information. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and it's a, it's a, it's kind of a nice group. And uh, I think that, I think that it'll be really well received in Michigan. I think there'll be a lot of people there. there the facilities for this are, are fantastic. I mean, they're really, really nice. There's cabins and, cafeteria and it'll be like a school setting school type setting Uh um and uh lots of uh lots of chatting and um you know visiting in the evening and but some serious learning going on and over the over the period of time uh, over the period of three days so so that'll be pretty cool i think uh kevin cashin's gonna come and and uh i think um uh, a couple other local guys are, are gonna be are going to be there and we'll teach uh, some some seminars and so plan on plan on being there it'll be a good it'll be a good time and i did talk to tim about coming on uh he can he'll be able to fill in uh, fill us in a little more about this um maybe maybe the next podcast okay um we can we can do a uh a deal where he can talk about a lot about what's going on with it and uh so i think that'll be kind of fun mm-hmm and then, uh, uh, what else is going on? Oh, I'm going camping uh, the next week. Is yeah, it next I know week? you, dog. I so wanted to be there, but I've got real life work concerns. I'm jealous. What? What's going on? Oh, I have to do a bunch of stuff on that Friday. Oh. So, and I, I, it's the kind of stuff that I have to do it, and then I have to stay overnight in the town yeah. that I'm at. Otherwise, um, there could be problems. So, Dude, so I won't it, be able to be up there. Did you get my text message the other day? Oh, which was this? Um, I think it was night before last. Hmm. What did you say? About, about what's going on up here. Uh-uh. I don't think I did. Oh, I know you got. I know you got a guy coming up to do some monkey business and all this. And... No, 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 no. About um, yeah, it'd be kind of funny. No, I said plastic surgeon in oh, yeah, uh, yeah, town. Oh yeah, yeah, is... I got that. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to talk about that off air. <laughs> okay. But uh, yeah, I did get that. We'll cut that out then. No, it's all right. Nobody heard anything. Anyway, um, um, yeah. Uh, so. What do you want to talk about? You want to talk about Mike's question, or you want to do some knife what was, stuff? I or? don't knife knife question was Mike's question was from uh, oh the thing about the axe yeah so and so the big Mike, knife Mike Stewart um, suggested topic today 
and the topic was, uh, what do we think about um, the whole axe versus saw versus big knife question for, you know, whatever, like in, you know, wilderness situation? You know, I... I have an I have a, a real big opinion about that and one and it was and it's the way I grew up is the reason I have this opinion. Usually people who have the opposite opinion of mine have not had the same kind of upbringing that I had. Uh-huh. Which was my opinion is a knife should be used for cutting a um axe should be used for chopping. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have an axe you probably shouldn't be where you're supposed where you are. <laughs> <laughs> if you're if you're needing to chop something and you don't have an axe, mm-hmm. then um, I'm not a big fan over using just a big machete type chopping knife to to chop on a tree or something. Yeah, um, I, I'm not saying that that's that an axe is the only way, but it's definitely not my first choice. I would much rather have a, a, an axe. Like, a, I mean, you know that I have several axes and hatchets in my Jeep all the time. Right. And that's, that's kind of the way I, that's the kind of the way I roll. And that's the way I was brought up. I mean, it was one of those things where, you know, from little on, you use a hatchet for chopping. You use a, I mean, I remember even the first time I was out hunting with my dad out West, I was probably, I don't know, maybe 10, 10 Uh or 11 years old. And, uh, um, the guide had a little hatchet, like like that little uh, the little baby game hatchet that yeah, um, like a Norland or whatever. Yeah, a little baby, a little teeny one, and he used it to split the the um, the hip, the hips and the yeah and the um, uh, yeah and the yes, thank you. And I mean, even back then, I mean that was you know I, don't, I hate to say how old I am, but that was quite a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And that was typically what you did, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. you you if you went on a camping trip, you had some kind of axe, some yeah. kind of a usually usually a, a short handled axe, um, and and you used a, a knife. Yeah. So so this this whole big knife chopping thing is not something that's always been. This is a recent occurrence in the past maybe twenty years. In the in the U.S. Yeah. In the, well, I don't and think I would, anywhere else. I would say it's in the last 10 years in the U.S., yeah, well, if, I, if that, maybe even in the last six. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you look at the Europeans, I mean, they've always used axes. If you look at the, you know, Japanese, you can find axes in their, in their history. Yeah. Um, they're gardening hatchets. I mean, they've, they've got all of those things. They've, I mean, so like I said, I think the gigantic, I think, to be honest with you, a lot of the reason, and, and this is probably going to generate some emails, but a lot of the reason why all these guys want a big knife is because we can't freaking carry a sword. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, because I'll guarantee you that if you could carry a sword, we'd all be carrying swords right now. Oh, heck yeah. That'd be awesome. Just, just because it's just freaking cool to have, I'd have a sword. One, and I'd have a huge mustache. What do you think about that? Well, I have a huge mustache. <laughs> I know. I, <laughs> I I only grow one for third world country travel. Because <laughs> I, I, I did grow like a huge handlebar mustache, and I had to shave it off when I got back to the States because I look scary. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. But but no, I, I'm, I'm, I almost believe that that's the reason for it. I mean, we 
we we like big knives, but we got to have a reason to carry them. And the only reason we can make up to carry them is is we don't have to carry an axe. Right. Yeah. I mean, and because otherwise, or we want to carry a sword. Yeah. We, we probably even if we could carry a sword, we'd probably still carry an axe. Yeah. In the grand scheme of things, but 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 see, we can't carry an axe, so we got to have a reason to have a sword. Yeah. And 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 it's chopping a tree or something that's in the way. I mean, it, it's always. I mean, and I'm and and guys that have seen me chop with a knife before know that I'm pretty good at it. Um, mm-hmm. About I don't know if I told you this, but. This is probably 10 years ago at PWIP. We had a chopping contest, and normally I, I would not enter a chopping contest or any kind of contest because everybody thinks that, you know, you own knife forums, you own knife forums, you should know how to yeah. do all of this stuff. Yeah, you know, there's you have this that. expectation that you're yes. like a Superman or something. Yes, and exactly, and, and, and I am. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to break anybody's, uh, but... Um, but I always had that in the back of my head. Well, okay, this one year I got talked into it, and I was thinking, my God, you know, I, I'll give you the, the the rules for the thing was, you had to use I think it was a, it was either a ten inch blade or a or a twelve inch blade. I think it was a ten inch blade was the maximum, but maybe it was a twelve inch blade. Okay. And so everybody was trying to get a knife that was about that size, and then you chopped on a big piece of log. For one solid minute. Okay? Oh man. Okay, and then that was the measurement was done, and I think Ethan was the one that officially did the measuring that time. Was they took a they took a yardstick and then they measured straight down in the center and got the depth yeah. for the for the deepest cut, and that was that was how they measured it. Okay, so it was how deep you cut into your into your log. Well. I was fretting about it all day uh-huh. because he talked me into doing it the night before. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that that morning, I was trying to think of how I was going to save face. How, how if I do not perform well, how am I going to possibly save face? So, what I decided to do was instead of using the blade size that was the maximum size you could use, I used an eight-inch Falkneven. Okay. Okay. So rather than have a ten inch or eleven inch blade, whatever the whatever the size it was, I I hamstrung myself by quite a bit by just taking that little blade. Yeah. So I was thinking, okay, I can if I do well, and I, and I always knew. I mean, I know what my ability is. I know. I mean, I've been swinging an axe for a lot of years, and I'm so I know how. I know what makes a you be able to cut stuff apart. I'm, with, I'm getting a lot of background and... noise here. All right, so back to my story. Sorry, people, we uh, had a mic issue, so if you heard some decreased quality in the first part of the podcast, please forgive us. We will lash ourselves severely. Yeah, because we're 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 uh, we're just amateurs. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we don't actually, really have a actually, studio or whatever, so... Actually, I'm not... Actually, Kyle's not an amateur. He's way more... He's way more uh, um, professional than I am. Anyways, okay, so we're, we're back to my story. So, I figured out a way that I could... I might be able to save face that if I don't have a good performance chopping, 
uh, I have at least an excuse. Right. Okay, which is I handicapped myself down to an 8-inch blade as opposed to whatever the official size was. And it was either 10 inches or 12 inches. I don't remember what it was. but mm-hmm. So, so the chopping contest comes, and I'm like the fourth or fifth person, and everybody's using like Thor, the, the Fall Niven Thors, and, and um, Marbles, uh, the the trail master and the trail maker all those 10 inch uh big knives yeah and and one fella had this one knife garrett was his name he had a 10 inch and it looked like a meat cleaver and i i kid you not it looked like a meat cleaver it was humongous <laughs> and it was it, it looked like an axe yeah. i mean and 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 then garrett's a, not a little guy he's a he's a pretty burly individual you know so i'm thinking well he's going to definitely win so we're chopping, 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 and and I take my um, my little fall niven A1, and I'm I almost get through the log, oh, not wow. really, but <laughs> not, not 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 really, but I was I I did pretty well, and in the grand scheme of things, I took second place. Okay. Uh, wow, it's pretty amazing. Behind Garrett's, uh, behind Garrett's. Meat cleaver that he, <laughs> that he that he had, and I only lost by an eighth of an inch. Oh my gosh! So so I after the after it was all said and done, everybody was like, "Holy crap! You did as good as or better than everybody else with with a small way smaller knife." Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's not so much the knife; it's it's the technique, and that's what they kind of got out of it was. That's what it was. Was the technique and not necessarily the knife. Uh-huh. And and uh, like I said, Garrett Garrett should have. I mean, I think if I'd have had Garrett's knife, I probably would have been able to chop through the whole thing. Hmm. You know. Um, but um, I don't even know where I was going with this. So anyway, oh, I know chopping. So so in the grand scheme of things, I I would rather have an axe than than subject my knife to that kind of beating. Right and and today's cutlery I think is made to take a lot of that, as opposed to stuff that was from, I mean if you look at what was real popular, um, up until, you know maybe twenty years ago, you're talking about stick tang knives. Yeah. I mean that was what I mean if you look at all of the Randall knives, all of those stack leather handle knives are all stick tang knives. Mm-hmm. And a little, and once in a while, you run across one that's got a hidden tang in it. But for the most part, they were, they were pretty much stick tang knives. Mm-hmm. And and uh, so they weren't. So the, I think the philosophy was, if you got to chop something, we have an axe. Right. And and I think that's something that we've kind of slipped away from for whatever reason. Uh, but me, I'm a, I'm an axe man. Okay. I I I I like axes, and I think that that there's uh, I think there's the purpose is to do what you want to do with some of these big knives. Yeah. But I don't want to I don't want to take anything away from guys that want to use a big knife to chop with. They just. Yeah. Well, you know, I have a uh, an opinion on it too. Before I do that, just uh, the only time I've ever done well in one of those like contests at a get together. Was it PWIP? You remember the shooting contest? Yep, yep, <laughs> All yep. the cops and military guys in that. And uh, I, I picked up, uh, it was uh, Dave's 
uh, his Colt Match AR. Yep. I outshot all but three of all of those guys. <laughs> it was the first time I'd ever fired an AR. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. You know, so, and if you notice, if you notice, there was a few guys that didn't shoot. Yeah, because you guys would just blow us away. But <laughs> no, I, you know, it was fun. I, I, I actually considered uh, getting into the whole 3D shooting thing after that because it was so much. It reminded me of hunting. Yes. You know, so I'm yeah. not an AR guy, but uh, I do hunt, and I. Do you, do you have an AR? No, I don't. I have a SKS. Oh, I do you? A, yeah, I do. It uh, that I bought from a friend who was moving, and he had to get rid of it, and so I bought bought it for what he paid for it. Um, oh, that's a pretty good deal. Yeah. Um, but that's that's my only rifle like that. It's my only semi-auto rifle besides uh, Ruger uh, 1022. Are you a, are you a you're a bolt gun guy? I take it. Uh, for the if I'm using a rifle, yes, typically. You model 700 guy or a Winchester 70? I like I like the 700. Um, yeah. And and for for prairie dogs and for super duper long range stuff, I like um, the Savage rifles a lot. I think the Savage model 110 is um, kind of my go-to because they have one of the they have one of the best triggers out of the box. Yeah, and the other thing is is if you get one of their um, really good models, uh, you know, the target model of the 110 comes with the target stock, fully fluted, free floating bull barrel, and the trigger is good. And just just right out of the box, it's awesome. And if you yeah. hand load and tune your ammo to it, you're going to just drive tacks. Yeah, that that rifle is uh is one of the best out of the box values there is. Yeah, and so. For for the long range kind of small game stuff, I like the Savage 110. Um, just for beat 'em up, beat 'em up, uh, 30-06 or seven millimeter mag, I I like that uh, Remington 700. Yeah, that's what I have. Yeah, I have a couple 700s. Yeah, it's tough. It's it's tough for me to beat to say that I can do better than that. So yeah, you know. You get a couple, different fit and finish and better, you know, kind of premium woods and stuff on some other guns, but that's what you're buying. Right. You know. Right. I've got a, uh, uh, I got a couple 30 out sixes. One that's a, that's a, uh, well, one's a 03 and one's a 03 A3, 1903 okay. A, you know, A3, yeah. and um, but I love them both. Yeah. Fan- fantastic shooters, both of them. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But they're not, they're not military anymore they were they were all redone okay more modern versions should i should i answer i I'm yeah go, sure back to your, go back I'm, to your question well i'm sure our listeners are gun guys too and cigar yeah. guys and pipe guys and scotch guys i mean and gals you know it's we're all the same guy but you know back bringing it back around to knives um my answer to that is it depends um if you want to know how i grew up um, I grew up, you know, my formal training was in the scouting tradition, and, and with them, it's a, it's a. Excuse me one second. I thought you were going to say, use that line from uh, Steve Martin's uh, movie, The Jerk. Oh. I grew up a poor black boy. No, yeah, <laughs> no, I'm I'm a I'm very very Caucasian, <laughs> um, and and uh, yeah, I'm not as smart as Steve Martin, so. But uh, anyway, um, so I grew up in the tradition of uh, 
Boy Scouts, and that was, uh, you know, a saw, and then the, the troop would have one axe, but you had to be, like, cleared on the axe, because, right, right. you know, um, and I'll, I'll get into that, but, you know, so I'm, I'm actually very, very comfortable and very handy using a bow saw, and uh, to the extent that I'm, I'm so happy to use one that I will carry a saw blade in my belt. You know, I, I've got a, I'm kind of chubby. I've got a 36 inch waist, and I can, I can, you can get belts that are ready made with a slot in there that you can slip a, a bow saw blade in there. So you can, you can have that, and then they make these great like breakdown saws, like this Sven saw. That's, that's what I used, um, and what I still use. I still have my original Sven saw from when I was a Boy Scout, all the way up to now. Um, one of those, or the other one that I see a lot is a saw viver, but I like this fen saw better. Uh, so I like a, I like a saw, and then say, um, carry an extra blade. If something happens to your saw, it doesn't work right, blah, blah, blah. Um, I have a video up on how to make a buck saw frame. Um, so, you know, you can, you can make your own saw frames. I, I just am a real fan of the saw. Um, for chopping style, and the reason being, it's very energy efficient. I can process a whole tree full of firewood and and split it into your rounds um, with a saw with very little, very little effort and in very little time. Whereas with an axe, it, it's um, it takes me a little bit more, and certainly with a knife, it's it's almost in my hands not doable. Um, so I'm a big fan of the saw uh, for axes. Uh, I like axes. I, I don't think you hand an axe to someone who is not used to using an axe and who has not yeah. demonstrated skill in using an axe. I think you're handing them something that they're going to either injure themselves with or they're going to screw up your axe. And um, it takes me so long to find a proper hickory handle to rehang an axe uh, that nine times out of ten, I just end up like carving it myself and just being done with it. Um, if someone borrows my axe and screws up the handle, like I'm gonna go ballistic. So, and and so very few people have a level of facility with an axe that, you know, it's it's almost. I, I don't know. I, I I really question somebody who does not know how to use an axe using an axe. Um, and if you want to start learning how to use an axe, um, get the Morris Kahansky book and go through his axe chapter and master everything that's in there and do it the way he says to do it because that's the right way. Sorry, there is, you know, you can have, you can have, there's more than one way to do things. You know, you can have a different opinion. It's okay for you to be wrong. I don't care if you're wrong. Just don't use my axe. If you want to use my axe, you will use it the way Morris Kahansky says to use it. Period. End of discussion. How is that? Am I? Would I be allowed to use your axe? Yeah, you do it right. <laughs> yeah. I didn't read the chapter though. Yeah, but you grew up using an axe like I did. Okay, if you if you didn't grow up using an axe, um, and you haven't like gotten your ass beat for wrecking the handle on like five <laughs> axes, uh, and you didn't almost cut your leg off, then you didn't learn you didn't learn the right way to do it. You know, like you can you try to learn it your own way. But, like, you're going to break a lot of crap before, and you're going to cut yourself a bunch of times before you're 
before you come to the same exact conclusions that Morris Kahansky did. You know, what's, what's interesting about that, I, I can't remember ever, I mean, in all fairness, I can't remember ever screwing up a handle on an axe. I can remember screwing up handles on splitting malls. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. But but I do not, uh, I do not remember ever even, and and I, you know, I buy a lot of axes at yard sales. Yeah. And usually they have mucked up handles on them, mm-hmm. of some kind. If you look at, I've got a fair number of hatchets and axes in my garage, and if you look at them, there's a lot of them that have mucked up handles. I, I don't use them, but I just. There, if if I run across one for five bucks, I pick it up. Yeah, you can always I, rehang it, finish it, yep. and rehang yep. it. That's I, I. That's a winter thing for me. I always get the, I get a bunch of axes over the course of the year, and then in the winter when I can't go outside, I rehang axes. And see, that's what I want to. I do want to learn how to um, make make handles. I think that's pretty cool to be able to do that. Yeah. Um. And uh, I was looking around for my old house today, gabbing up some of my tools and stuff, and. I was looking around for my draw knife and I can't find it. We I've could got make a, one. I've, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know I can make one, but I've got an old draw knife that uh, that's been around for a long time, and and um, I mean I have to I have to find it. I don't know where it is. Okay. Um, but well, anyways, go go back so, to that. So, so an, an axe, um, I think, has its place in an experienced user's hands, or. Uh, under supervision of somebody who's experienced and can correct the mistakes that novices make with axes. So, um, do and, and the whole big knife thing. I love big knives. Um, I like uh, I like the Rambo knife. I like hollow handled knives. I like all that monkey business. I like big huge bowies. I like big parangs. I like big machetes. I love it all. Um, but it's a guilty pleasure. And I don't really use them um, as big choppers. Uh, I, I mean, don't you think that's don't you think that that's where that evolution came from, though? Yeah, it. I think it. Um, I mean, you think about the big knives of yesteryear. You're talking about the Marine Raider Bowie. Yeah, which is you're talking you're talking about those style of knives. Yeah, They're, I mean, they were made for. I mean, like the plum, the medical uh, one was for amputations. Yeah. You know that um, that that plum uh, World War Two was it World War Two World War One probably one the one that had the uh, that it's it doesn't have a point on it. it's kind of got a, a rounded bulbous yeah I still use that it's an amputation knife um, yes that's that's but, what, it's it's you it's they're marked USMC but that's actually United States Medical Corps yeah I not I, not Marine we actually Corps. still use those and occasionally you'll be in a hospital and you'll ask for an amputation knife. And some old scrub tech, like from way back in the day, will know where it is and know <laughs> what you're asking for. And anytime I get a chance to use one, I always try to use it. But um, yeah, I, I would don't think know. that swinging that in a hospital, you probably got to be well. You don't you, know. you don't swing it with to do an amputation with an amputation knife. Um, all you're doing is you're you're just making <laughs> one big circular cut all the way around. All the way down to bone. Oh, I thought you. I thought you said you. I thought you were going to say you baton it through. No. Well, you don't even use it for that. What you do is you make the the, the, the amputation knife is to cut the flesh away to expose the bone so that you can get a saw in there. So yeah. you'll, you'll get a like a carpenter saw and an amputation knife, 
and you'll you'll make one quick cut. It, it should take you ten seconds max with the amputation knife, and then you'll saw through the bone. Like you know, in wartime, the the trick was to do that operation as quickly as possible, and then cauterize the end so that they lost the minimum amount of blood, and so that the thing was quick. You know, right? Um, but that's uh, um, how did we get onto this? Oh well, well it was a big choppers. chopper. Okay, so big choppers. I own a ton of them. Um, the problems that I see with the big choppers is these guys are making these great big choppers, um, but the blade shape is wrong. Um, it's flat across the bottom instead of slightly curved, and you chop and the blade doesn't go anywhere. I think I think a lot of these knives would be a lot more efficient if they were shaped more like a parang. And... Um, I think, uh, and the Parang has a curved uh, surface, and you can take one of my 10-inch lawnmower blade Parangs, 10 inches um, from the handle to the tip of the blade, and it will mow down. Uh, you, you can spend $10,000 on a chopper. My $10 lawnmower blade Parang will blow it out of the water, and it's it has nothing to do with quality of steel, technique. You can take the same guy. And if it's the shape of the blade and the way it's weighted, the, the bottom should be slightly curved. Um, and of course, I'm going to get hate mail over that, but I don't care. Um, so choppers, if what I can do. Well, I mean, what can I do? You know, I am I supposed to do everything PC and keep everybody happy? You know, I mean, no. Yeah, no, I'm so, I'm absolutely non P. I'm a non PC guy. Well, so anyway, I'm sorry if that offends you, but it's you know whatever. Anyway, no. um, so you know the the chopping technique. The, this is an interesting discussion because um, the way that I was taught to chop with a knife was to cut kind of a V like you would with an axe, right? And chop through your log that way. Uh, I was recently in Guyana. And for our listeners at home, that's a South American country that's considered part of the Amazon jungle. I think it's significantly enough north of the Amazon River that I wouldn't call it Amazon jungle, but it's considered that. Uh, and uh, I was down there, and we had to chop down a whole bunch of trees to make a raft. Um, we had five guys and, we, and about 600 pounds of gear. We had to float it down the... Uh, Essequibo River, which is a tidal river, and the reason we had to float it was we could either make a raft and float it down the river, or we could walk through 30 miles of neck deep and higher swamp. Okay, and that's that's a proposition that you you just until you've been there you have no idea. So we decided to build this raft. And we had some machetes. One of them was the Tops, um, I think, .230 machete. I think Joe Flowers had something to do with that. And then we had some locals that also had machetes. And we go out there, and we're all chopping down trees and stuff. And I'm I'm chopping and sectioning the way that I was taught um, and the way that I would do it with an axe, which is to cut a V. And the natives came up to me, and they're like, no, no, you're doing that wrong. I'm like, okay, well, I want to learn the way you do it. And so the guy takes the machete and chops straight up and down in the same spot every single time. Does not cut a V, chops perfectly vertical, straight up and down, uh, and cuts all the way through the log in about a quarter of the time that I cut was able to cut through with 
chopping my V and with far less effort. This guy had arms that were skinnier than that uh, Russell Brand dude's arms. Like this guy was, he must, he weighed 80 pounds wet and he just sat there, chop, 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 no effort whatsoever, hit the same spot every time and cut perfectly through the log and it looked like somebody went through it with a saw. So, you know, I think um, that that kind of blew my mind. How, know, how did he do it? Just cut, just chop, chop, chop with a machete, went through a log as, as big around as, uh, it must have been 18 and inches he didn't, And it never bound up? Never. It, it went perfectly straight through, had no problems whatsoever. And then when every time they would go to section it, they did exactly the same thing. And that guy was from Guyana, and there were two other guys uh, from Ecuador, and they were both doing it the same way too. So, hmm. you know, it it must be, but because they don't have, I mean, they do have axes and crap, but I, in the entire time I've been in South America, I've seen one axe, one. Mm-hmm. You know, I've seen zero bow saws. What they have is a machete, and they do all their monkey business with a machete. And so those guys have figured out, um, you know, in cultures that they're using a machete, they just chop straight up and down, straight through. I'm going to have to try that. I'm, I'm... Try it with a machete, though. Well, I think that might be the reason, because you're talking about something that's that's sometimes thinner on the on the spine than it is on the blade edge. Yeah, I've got a bunch of bunch of machetes sitting around, and they're they're um, I'd say a maximum of an eighth inch thick. Some of them are thinner, like three thirty seconds or whatever. But they they just pop 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 pop, and it looks like you cut it with a saw when they're done with hmm. it. But I'll have to I'll have to give that a shot. Yeah, anyway, with a machete, it was, it was something to something to think about. I've I've got somewhere I've got video of it, but that's from an expedition where I'm not allowed to show that yes yeah is that going to be on some somewhere as far as i know it is it's amazon5000.com the number 5000 so you can you can follow it on there i haven't um i know there there's some book stuff coming out i it's been in a bunch of different magazines and and newspapers there a bunch of people are always calling me for interviews for that um but uh, as far as the TV stuff, I'm not sure, but I know that w- one time I put a video out real quickly of just the building of that raft, and within five minutes of me putting that out there, I got a call saying you can't put that out there. So do I you know have doing do you have videos of the guys chopping? Yeah, I've got videos of everything. Huh? And, and I can show it to friends and and family, but I can't put it on the internet. Yeah, next time you come up, bring it. Yeah, I will. I, I and I've, I've got a bunch of other stuff that's cool from that I can show you, but. Um. Okay, so we so we resolved it. You well, you have my, big knives. I I, I like big knives. Um, in the right environments, like in 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 jungle, I would carry one of my lawnmower blade parangs in a folder. I've proven that concept now many many times. It works. It's fine. Um. In the northern woods, like up by where you live, where you're going to have to process a whole bunch of firewood at night to stay warm, my preference would be a, a buck saw um, to get through the logs and to turn it into rounds, and then an axe to split it, and then a folder or some other knife for your around-the-camp tasks and stuff. Um, I like I like my small little chainsaw. 
well, yeah, I mean, that's, of course, I want to steal. <laughs> if I get my choice, I get a steel and a hydraulically powered log splitter. Yeah, oh, I saw, did you happen to see that that video that was floating around Facebook about the little firewood processor? My kid wants me to get one really bad. Hmm. It's on the front of a bobcat, picks up the log, little hydraulic saw, comes down, cuts it. And pushes out, you know, pushes it pushes it across a. Uh, it's got a little hydraulic splitter right built oh, onto yeah. it, so that it pushes it out over a, and splits it into like seven different pieces. Yeah, I've seen I've seen devices like that. I, I haven't seen that particular video though. Those it's are pretty, slick. Yeah, that would have saved me a lot of time as a kid. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Yep. 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 Anyways, I'm kind of yawny today. Um. All right. Well. You know, I think that that kind of answered the question. I mean, yeah, I, to to the best of my abilities. I mean, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, I think that uh, I think that that's that is a uh, it's a it's a I think that's a phenomena that's based on some other things that the whole concept of using a knife to chop with. I think that there's a lot of other things that 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 have kind of developed that as a as a viable solution to yeah. I don't want to say a problem that never existed prior to 20 years ago, but the problem I think I still think the problem is, is that we we want to carry swords. Well, right, and I, I would present the opposing view um, for all of you nut and fancy fans. The opposing view is that if you're going to be doing some long distance hiking and uh, you can get the job done with a chopper. Uh, to bring a chopper because you can use it for more than one task um, and save save the weight. Uh, I'm not sure I 100% buy that, um, but that's the opposing the opposing argument yeah. is a big knife um, versus an axe and save the weight. Um, I just think that you're going to beat yourself to death with a knife and do far more work than you would just packing in a small bow saw. And um, and you gotta you gotta look at where some of these guys are, what kind of camping they're actually doing, what kind of what they're actually do, you know. Yeah. I mean, if you're up by me and you're winter camping, or you're you know further north than me and you're winter camping, and you have a little wood stove in your tent, you know you're not you're not chopping a boatload of wood for that wood stove. Because I don't know if I mean a lot of people from the south can't probably can't get their head wrapped around this having a, a wood stove in a tent but you can't it's it's difficult to heat a tent when it's 20 below zero yeah you're you're going to heat it when you get up when you're going to bed at night and when you wake up in the morning yep yep and it takes a lot of fire takes a lot of firewood to warm up a piece of sill tarp and and uh and maintain come on my my cretins are in here hang on one second calf Kathy, call the monsters. I got invaded by the coon dogs. Okay. Can you pull this door shut, please? But but I do I do think that uh, that when you're when you're camping with a, a bow saw is definitely handy um, to to do those kinds of things with and and I and you know I still fall back on the the concept that. Uh, the the reason why you guys are talking about carrying knives like that is because they just don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I'm sorry, they just don't know. 
you know, that's not some. It's something new. It's something that the people that live made a living in the woods in 1900 and 1850 and 1700 they didn't carry big knives to chop logs, and that's all they did. Yeah, they carried an axe. Like um, yeah. I always, I always go back to, uh, and I'm, I'm, I, I keep an open mind on it. I think if if that's what somebody can do, I'd rather see them with a big knife than an axe, because if they don't know how to use an axe, they're going to injure themselves yeah. or they're going to screw up the axe. Right, um, but that's what. But but what I'm saying is that, you know, when you really needed those skills, you learned them. Yeah. You know, and and we've forgotten about learning those skills. Yeah. Because we're not, we don't do that. So we don't live that lifestyle anymore. I mean, how many people do you know that would actually go out and, I mean, look, think about uh, uh, some of the shows that you're seeing on TV that people are getting all geeked out about, uh, the reality show of living in Alaska. And, you know, because let's face it, if you live in Chicago, it's very difficult for you to get your head around how much wood it actually takes to heat a house. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you saw my pile of wood... It's like a semi-trailer full. Exactly. Or more. Or yeah. more you know? And, and so when you start thinking about that, and that's the only way that they used to heat their homes back then. Yeah. Um, you know... It's a, it was a different if it was a different style a different style of life. So when you start saying oh yeah the only thing you can do you you want to carry you know what Lewis and Clark did not they walked across the freaking country and they did not use a big knife to chop their wood. <laughs> you know so How I don't give a sh- I don't How I don't dare you. Exactly. I don't give a shit. You know, if the nothing fancy wants to come over here and show me how to chop wood, he's more than welcome to come up and spend the night here. Yeah. Be, because I, I, you know, I get, I just get tired of it yeah. because it's, it's, it's people that really don't know. Yeah. Well. That that are that are saying that. I mean, I still fall back on. I like big knives. Don't get me wrong. I like big knives. But if you're gonna say that you're gonna use a knife, a big knife, because you know you're gonna carry it, because you know, don't make excuses for that. You're gonna carry that big knife because you can't carry a sword anymore. <laughs> I That's all there is to it. You just you just want to carry a big knife. That's it. Oh, don't, you, you. And you, look, we can't use Bowie knives for fighting anymore. Yeah. That was because back then the big knives that's what they were there for. They were they were to fight with. We can't do that anymore. So we have to have a reason to have a big knife. Yeah. You know? And and it's going to be chopping logs. I mean, <laughs> why not just carry it because you want to? Exactly. And yeah. that's my point. Yeah. That, and that's truly my point. I, I go on these tirades all the time, but that's truly my point. Carry it because you want to carry it. Don't make don't make some don't lame make an excuse. excuse. Yeah. <laughs> don't make some lame excuse that it's lighter. I mean, I know guys that have they 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 hike all the time. They never carry anything more than a Swiss Army knife with four blades on it. That's all and that's I the ever biggest did. knife that, that they take. Maybe a bow saw. And, and and a, and a cup and a and a little light stove, light packer stove. They never break anything. You know, they never burn anything more than your little finger. Yeah. And, and they yeah. and a lightweight pack and they their whole pack weighs eight pounds. Yeah, my you know? my entire pack to hike uh, across Guiana weighed less than ten pounds, including the pack. Exactly. Uh, and there wasn't a huge knife in there. There was a parang, and I carried a folder in my packet. Exactly. And uh, so you know, it, it, everybody just needs to calm down. Yeah. <laughs> about yeah. about their well, like ultralight stuff because yeah. you know just calm down with your hollow handled toothbrush calm down <laughs> don't 
peel the labels off your cans. Yeah, <laughs> calm down about taking other every other twine out of your comb. You know, just calm down. Oh, I shave my head just so that I don't have to carry the extra weight of the hair. Yeah, well, that's what I do too. Before I go to serious woods, I always shave up. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, I hurt my back today. I don't know what the hell I did, but every time I chuckle, I get like a sharp stabbing pain in the middle of my back. All right. Well, um, anyways, you know, one of the other things that Chance suggested was to was to grab up three knives. And I don't know if you you okay. got some and, and and just talk about knives we're geeking about because you're always geeking about knives and I'm like going man okay. yeah that's cool I we'll, just I haven't got anything new we'll do that before we do that I want to I want to bring up something and I can take this out if you want me to um, okay but uh, I have a friend uh, named Robert Pelton okay? okay and he has a knife company called DPX Gear so this is somewhat relevant and he he has the Hest and a bunch of other knives and stuff like this. And, you know, it's pretty popular. He, he actually has some good designs. Um, I like his folders um, more than I like uh, his fixed blades, but some people are exactly the opposite. And, mm-hmm. you know, different strokes for different folks. Anyway, uh, there was uh, a while ago um, I was going to go to Somalia and be the trauma surgeon in a clinic on the front lines in Mogadishu, like literally from that clinic you could throw a rock and hit a soldier on the front lines in the head you know so like he he's doing all this crazy stuff and somewhat controversial figure in the world of anything any 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 everybody's gonna have a strong opinion one way or the other anyway i kind of like him he's a friend of mine uh so his latest expedition is uh you remember the coney 2012 stuff that, mm-hmm. that African dictator and that guy that was whacking it in San Diego or whatever. Right. Um, I think, uh, I can't remember the guy's name, but anyway, they, they raised $200 million and uh, to raise awareness and all this stuff. And then he, like, self-destructed, like, whacking it on the street in San Diego or whatever and even got made fun of on South Park. Um, anyway, so Robert Pelton's thing is he wants to capture Coney um, but he's going to get a bunch of like these hardcore like operators together and uh, go over there and like actually capture the guy. And, <laughs> and he's going to do it with like, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars <laughs> instead funny. of 200 million. That's funny. So that's, that's... Look it on, look on, um, on Facebook and on the internet for Robert Young Pelton. And look for uh, Coney the Expedition. I'm, we, I'm following this. I think it's it's pretty damn funny. We were we were talking. Him and I were talking at Blade Show, and we were and I don't know who was supposed to follow up, but I think that one of us dropped the ball. And uh, but we were talking about doing a um, uh, a publication together. Yeah, he's got one. You know, he's got that uh, dangerous magazine. Right, but we he was talking about doing it like our format. Oh, cool. And having and having us do it because it had the video in it. Well, maybe he still would. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know who dropped the ball, but hmm. it it kind of fell off my radar and probably fell off his we too. Should, we should see someday if we can get him to come on. I'm sure yeah, he would. Yeah, that'd he, be interesting. He, he 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 was on my local radio station. Um, ah. AM 1400 out of uh, Fort Dodge, Iowa. I, I don't live in Fort Dodge. I live kind of north. But the guy that does it is named uh, Michael Devine. He's a friend of mine. 
and uh, he he was Robert, he, Robert Young Pelton called in and was on my radio station for like an hour talking <laughs> talking about the border and all this crazy stuff. That's so if, funny. He, if he'll go on there, he'll go on our knife podcast. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. I'll, have to, I'll ask him if he'll come on. He, he's yep. an interesting guy to talk to. And, and and ask him if he remembers me. Maybe he was uh, maybe he was a little bit tipsy and doesn't even remember our conversation. Who knows? I I don't know either. I wasn't there, but. Um, anyway, yeah, so now let's get on to our geek outs. Can I leave that in or? Yeah, I don't care. Okay, yeah, it, it's just an interesting thing. It'll be fun to watch and for us to comment on as it gets going. And, yeah, yeah um, that's fine. I, I don't want to say anything yet, but, um, uh, I may know the, uh, guy that they're bringing along for medical help on that. Um, oh, yeah? Yeah, I don't, I don't want to say anything definitive on that, but I might know the guy. Um, so anyway, uh, let's, let's do our geek out knives. What do you got there? All right. I picked out three knives out of my, out of my stuff. Um, one is current, two are current and one is an old model. Okay. One is, one is one I've been using for diving. So, okay. Okay. The first one, the first one is this hollow handle. Yeah. Okay. You have me there. Okay. And the cap pulls out. It's got a rubber. The cap pulls out and it's got a rubber grommet because it's a little bit of an oval. Yeah. This is a this is a Robinson RPW and this is their this is their flagship. It's a uh, called an X46. Okay. And it's a it's a heavy heavy duty knife. Yeah. And it, and it would uh I'm sure it would chop anything right in two. Yeah. Without any trouble. Like I mean, a, you, you, like this a is a this, or something. Yeah, exactly. This is a seri- <laughs> I mean, you know, I I mean, if you're not car camping, you don't want to carry this. If you don't have wheels under you, I don't think you'd want to carry this strapped to your belt yeah, for any Yeah, I, I think it's I've heavy. handled that at your house. Um, yep. yep. I, I, I think and that it's is a, badass. This is a this is a very very well made knife. It's heavy, it's heavy, but you know what? If it How's really when it's hanging on your belt, when it's hanging on your belt, it's not that big a deal. How's the it's balance not, of it? It's it's actually pretty good because the whole thing is heavy. It's a thick yeah. blade. It's a it's a must be a quarter of an inch blade. Yeah, I have and to get my hollow uh, ground. And it's hollow. It's yeah, slightly hollow ground. And uh, it's got a big um, ricasso in front of where the blade starts there. Yep, yep. And then it's got a nice. Uh, I don't know what what the what the thought is about this on the back of the blade, but the yeah, spine has got like a big indent, and maybe it's to lighten it up. I don't know. Can you hear them? Uh, yeah, animals in the right. background. Everybody, you're just going to have to accept a little background noise here because I'm, my, I'm my, not going to uh, mess with editing it out. So just yeah, calm my, down. I <laughs> just calm down. Am I? Uh, I can go chase them out of here, and they're they're rolling. There, there aren't got, any wind chimes. Coon dogs. It's not wind chimes. It's dogs. So just yeah, calm down. <laughs> I, I got two coon dogs, and they're wrestling yeah. behind me right now. One is a blue tick, and the other one's a red bone. And okay, and uh, they're the, just the going to have to deal. Yeah, the blue tick is uh, is about a year and a year and a month old, and he is absolutely a puppy. Mm-hmm. And then my the the female redbone is probably I don't know she must be five years old now and mm-hmm. he brings out the puppy in her oh good for her so uh, so they're wrestling and grab assing and right now it's behind me and I'm gonna go throw them out of here because they're distracting me I'm afraid I'm gonna get something knocked down or All something's right. gonna get broke while, so while you're gonna, taking I'm, them out I'm two just seconds gonna tell a couple thoughts on the knife um, okay sounds I w- good I would say um, hey. I like the knife. Uh, again, I'm a fan of the hollow-handled knives. I know I'm not supposed to be um, because, you know, it's not cool and all. Um, 
but I, I just like them uh, because uh, when I was coming of age, it was uh, the movie out was uh, First Blood, and you know I was like, I must have been when first when First Blood came out. Uh, I, I think I probably would have been in like fifth or sixth grade. And that knife just captured my attention, and it still does. I still love that knife. I love the Jimmy Lyle knife from First Blood. Um, so any any kind, anytime I see a hollow handled knife, I kind of I instantly geek out about it. I know it's wrong. I don't care. I like it. Um, the one thing I would change um, on that particular knife is the pull-out handle. Um, I wish that that was uh, tapped and threaded. Well, and you know what? I think the reasoning behind this, and I and I understand why he did it. Now, it for one thing, you can't. It doesn't leak. Understood. This does not leak. But what it what what it does allow you to do is it's not a round hole. Understood. Understood. I, you might be able to put a bic lighter in there. Yeah, and and the handle is more ergonomic than you're going to exactly. encounter. And it, so it's it's a trade off um, for me. I love the knife. I would still buy it, um, even with that. But if, if, if it was a perfect world, I would have the same knife with the same handle, hollow handled, all manly, all, you know, monkey business, straight up steak eating, cigar smoking, scotch drinking knife. Um, but I would have the, the, uh, the pommel, um, screw in rather than just pop out. That, that's and the I only thing I would change. And it comes with a real handy sheath. This has got a, um, I believe it's a spec op sheath. Let's hold it I up. I don't know if it is. I would have to believe. Who is, uh, yeah, spec ops. Let's see it. Yeah, that's the spec op sheath. Yep. And uh, they do a nice job, and they have enough, uh, they actually have a nice Velcro uh, pouch. Yeah, that's um, that. Uh, a couple things fit in there. You can fit a multi-tool in there, or you can fit your sharpening stone or a lighter fire kit, etc., but I, yeah. I, I have several knives that come with that spec op sheath. I have a I have a sharpening stone in it. Who makes the knife again? The Robinson. Okay. Robinson. And it's our, our it's a, yeah I don't remember his first name okay. the guy's first name but he's a, he's a nice guy he does a really nice job. Um, they're all I mean they're all machined it's it, it it's it's out of one block of steel it's a piece of work yeah, it really it's, is it's very manly. Yep. It's not. It's um, not for people that like tofu. Right. Exactly. Okay. Who, what's okay so, so the second one that I've got is uh, a Ken Onion design, a new Ken Onion design, and it's called a uh, Swindle, and it's made by Columbia River Knife and Tool. And if you look, it's a it's a uh, um, a frame lock, uh-huh. very sexy uh, frame lock, and with a uh, semi Warncliffe style blade. Bit. Okay, yeah, I know that knife. And then it's got that crazy pocket clip on the back there. That's the only thing I can't quite get my get my head around. What's is the name that. of the knife again? It's the CR... It's a, it's a Swindle. Columbia River Knife and Tool Swindle. Okay. And it, it's... I haven't started carrying this yet because I'm still taking pictures of it for the for the next issue. Um, it's it's a... It's a it's a quite a sexy knife, actually. And, and I'm thinking... More gentleman style folder yeah. than than anything else. Um, I think it's anodized aluminum mm-hmm. scales. I don't think it's titanium scales, but it, it could be. It's, but it might be. I think it, it's, it's probably aluminum. Okay. Um, 
but it but it does feel actually feels nice in your hand. Um, very handy. Yeah. Um, I I would be a, it would be a great apple slicer. It'd be awesome to open letters too, because the case desk knife is shaped exactly like that, and that case yeah. desk, desk knife is awesome. Yep. 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 Okay. My okay. my quick thoughts on that um, are the handle is a little goofy. It's upside it's, down. Yep. Um, and I, I like the concept. Um, I think we're going to see a lot of development based on that concept, and I think we're going to be happy with what we see. Well, you know, you know, it's interesting when you put this in your hand. It hits on the. I don't know if you can see. Yeah, that. I see. Yeah, yeah. It 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 it's 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 just goofy. Um, it, it, I'm not <laughs> saying it's wrong. It's just goofy. It's just different from what everybody else is doing right, right now. Yeah, and and, and that's, it, it'll grow on you, but it's goofy. Because you have because this little palm this little swell back here hits my palm almost perfect. Yeah. And instead of tensioning on the on the the that one portion of your hand that's that it pushes the, up on. That's the thenar eminence. Yes. yes. Instead of pushing on that, it doesn't. It pushes back here. Okay. And and you actually have considerable amount of control with this, just like this. Yeah, and he's got it. He's got it across, laying across his palm there. Yep. Okay. And and uh, and so that's a. I mean, it's it's different. And Ken is known for doing things a little bit different. I probably um, would buy one. I would say, um, but they're just, not just because of the novelty of it. Yeah, but you know what's interesting about it? They they're a little bit different. But his knives always tend to work. I don't think I've ever handled one of his pieces that that did not feel good. And yeah. for all the wrong reasons in yeah. my hand. And I love his stuff. Cause it, Random cause Past it does, is like a, a yep. work of art. Exactly. Um, and okay. anything he does after the Random Task, I will always buy it and endorse it because it's freaking awesome. So the, third, so the third piece I have, a lot of you know I'm a diver. The third piece I have is I, I have replaced my Randall number 16 with an with a mission mpt titanium oh yeah you show me that it's is uh non-magnetic right so when you're non magnetic in, in yep. all those mines and stuff you won't get all blowed up it won't i won't get blowed up and yep. uh uh it's a fairly fairly soft steel a soft titanium it's like rockwell 47 or something like that and um it's the kind of knife that does not feel sharp but it is yeah i, I it's, handled it's, that and it was crazy Yep, it's a really and it's a comfortable. It's light, um, and so I've been about the last I think three dives uh, that I've done. You know, is uh, that's what I've been using. So that's and and it's and it's kind of interesting because it's an old. It's actually an old model. I mean, it's not a. It's not. So, I mean, that's probably a ten-year, twelve-year-old design. Okay. Uh, and it, and the sheath it fits in the sheath real well. It's a. It's just a. It's just a really good all-around dive knife. Cool. Um, on the pricey side, but really good. Okay. All right. So now, what do you got? Just okay. Come on, show me. Show uh, me. Show me. Quick follow-up: the Fall Knives F F One. Uh huh. My family camping trip last weekend. I brought that and the um, uh, Blackjack uh, Bushcrafter out. I beat the snot out of the Bushcrafter, and I gave the F One to my wife, and she loves it, and now it's hers. So, so she likes the F1. Yep, That's they interesting. have a happy customer. Um, yep. it's it's the perfect knife for her, and she's right-handed, so the sheath doesn't bother her. Yep, yep. problem solved. Um, as far as geeking out, uh, 
I got nothing for you this week. Uh, I'll have something next week. How, how did the bushcrafter perform for you? Fantastic. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, Mike's going to be mad. But Why is that? You broke? No. You think it's better than the, you like it better than I the like ultralight? Yeah. Yeah. And I'll, I'll, there'll be in the next, um, issue of, uh, knife journal, I'll give my reasons. Um, but I mm. do, I do like it better. But uh, it, it's, it's, it, that's not an insult to him. He made both of them. <laughs> you know, yeah, it, it's just but, that I like that a, one better. But one is bigger. Yeah. And is is that what the reasoning behind it, or the, is it just the, the blade steel and, I, the, and like, a lot of other things? I like the blade steel. Um, I like that the handle is thicker, and I like that it's. Um, I, I like uh, it's got an unguarded area on the back of the handle, mm-hmm. and and those three things together, it's the same knife. It's just got a, a thick, bigger handle. And I like the blade steel. Um, I like 1095. Uh, it's just personal opinion. Um, what was that you just held up? Was that your that's, regular? That's, that's the regular, the Bushcrafter. Okay. The the uh, Bark River one. It, now, did you did you play with an ultralight Bushcrafter? No, I haven't yet. No. I've been I've been actually carrying one of those for a while uh, on my belt, and uh, boy, that's a handy knife. Yeah, I actually I know what I'm geeking out about. Um, but I can't afford it. Uh, uh, Mike, uh, in the last run of the EDC knives, so Bar- uh, Bark River EDC, he did some really exotic handle materials, and uh, one of them was this crazy uh, mammoth tooth. Oh. It's the coolest thing I've ever seen, um, but I-, I know I can't afford it, so I'm not even going to... I but- figured you would just, you'd be geeking out over the corn... The corn one. Yeah, well, I like the corn, obviously, but I, I haven't seen. I don't think he's done one with the corn handle yet. Um, Did you? See, I think I thought he had some. Uh, I thought he had some blanks that were corn. I know he had pine well, he's cone. Got, yeah, he's got the corn and he's got the um, he's got the pine cone, but I don't think he's done a production with the corn handle yet. No, and obviously probably not. I would, I would ble- geek out about that, um, but uh, for the ones that he's actually making. He's got uh, EDC with uh, Mammoth Tusk, and it's on. Uh, he put it on the um, JerseyDevil.com Facebook page, so if you look that up, you can see it there. And he's got some other handles up that he put up, and I'm geeking like mad about those. So, well, that's pretty cool. I gotta go eat. I we're having Indian food, and I'm supposed to. be Oh, cooking. you lucky bastard! Yeah, I'm supposed to be cooking, so um, you're running late. Yeah, I know. It's it's uh, 6.30. My kids are probably chewing dog's leg off or something now. Okay, well, let's circle back on, like, maybe Monday and do another quickie. Yeah, Monday afternoon we can. This is not going to be a quickie. This is going to be, like, an hour and a half. <laughs> I was just looking at it. It's like, it's like one, uh, 121 we are. Yeah. So, um... I'll uh, we, we'll we'll get back. We'll do another one maybe Monday afternoon. I've got some surgery to do Monday morning, but Monday afternoon I should be free. Uh, and okay. plus I have um, I still have the interviews with Chance and um, Corey Murphy to put up. Um, you know what? Maybe maybe what we do next is we introduce Chance and then we we uh, in, introduce Murph. Okay. And put those up. And put those up as a quick one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, then I'll, I'll we'll get that done, uh, and then we can we can record a, a separate part if you if you come up with some earth shattering geek out stuff or okay. some news or whatever. Okay. Um, well, you know that you know that I'm going camping in two weeks or 
is it two weeks now? Yeah, it's it's next, next week. weekend. And uh, I'm looking at a uh, I'm looking at a Kifaru four man tent with a stove. We got to talk about that next time. Yep. I have yep. Thoughts. That sounds good. Okay. Uh, I got to do our plugs, mandatory plugs. Check out uh, knifejournal.com. Um, download the Knife Journal app. It'll work on your uh, iPad, your uh, Android-type device, Kindle, whatever. Uh, obviously, subscribe to our podcast if you're listening. Hopefully, you're a subscriber. It would be real cool if you would go to iTunes and leave us some ratings because the last time I checked, nobody had rated us, which is kind wow. of lame because we have all these hundreds of thousands of listeners. <laughs> and you know what? Um, you know my kids are listening on Android devices. Okay. So apparently there's there's some apps that you can use for your Android tablet or your Android phone and you can get these delivered to you also. Yeah, you can you can get iTunes for all different platforms, but um you know, just take the time, give us a little rating. Uh, send us your questions podcast at knifejournal.com and visit our forums. Um, you know, it, ask us questions do anything we do take user topics and we use the heck out of them so and if and if you want to send us hate mail you're more than welcome to too because we we will we'll read them i don't have a problem with that i'm i know that i'm not perfect and well kyle's yeah. kyle's perfect no but I'm not no perfect. not at all <laughs> don't don't hang that around my neck <laughs> no I, and uh send you know send whatever mail you want to send just say hey whatever you know, yep. we appreciate the feedback, and uh, if you have some constructive criticism, you know, we'll take that into account. If you send us something ridiculous, we're going to read it and make fun of you. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or it'll make fun of us, one of the two. Yeah, either way. Self-deprecating humor is uh, is uh, is our motto. <laughs> yeah. Okay, this has been a great episode. I think they're going to like it. Okay, sounds good. So, anyways, we're going to sign off here. Uh, let's keep your... Uh, your your knife sharp and your friend sharper. Yuppers. And until until next time. All right. We'll, I, we'll catch you later. All right. Take care. Yeah. Bye. Bye.